Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSpurts, who are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. And it is not only a fabulous Felica Football Friday, we finally have the conference championship games. And Andy, I know that, you know, we're generally the biggest college football fans, but this weekend has kind of a special feel to it, doesn't it? No, for sure. And I love that you get a couple on Friday. We were just complaining a little bit about the scheduling. I would have loved if one, I'm not sure how early you could actually start one of these. I suppose if it's, you know, the UTSA game could start at like six Eastern if you really wanted to, but man, some, some overlap in the tonight's games. obviously a lot of overlap tomorrow, but tons of good games firing off right away in the morning. And yeah, we've got Chris Felica here to talk through a bunch of these. And we're probably just start with the, I don't even know if it's the biggest big one. It's wild seeing the spread here. I mean, if, if we pay enough attention or we're not super surprised, but anybody who doesn't pay attention, who is suddenly getting into it, seeing Alabama as pert near touchdown dog, it does not happen too often. I'm sure we've seen that stat floating around. It's been what, like forever many years or games or how often since they were even a dog, but yeah, neutral site dog to the Bulldogs. And yeah, are you uh, are you making any bets on this one, Chris? Yeah, it's second what second time in 165 games uh, that Alabama's been an underdog. I, I, it's crazy. I, I almost wonder. I almost think there's been just an overreaction based on last week's game. Um, last week at this time, you would have gotten three and a half and about what 145 or so on the money line. Now you're looking at six and a half and getting around 210, 220 on the money line. So if you if you like Alabama, you're gonna and you're going to keep the faith, you're going to get rewarded uh, much, much better than you would last week. And remember, Jamison Williams was missed a good part of that game. He's not suspended for this game. So uh, that will help the Alabama offense. Obviously, uh, offensively, we're going to see how they're able to uh, offset their lack of running game. I would expect a lot of quick pass, quick short passes to kind of serve as a running game. But I'm sure uh, Lanning and Muschamp and Kirby, you're going to expect that as well. So uh, I, I – I still think it's an under type game. I know the number has come down a, a good bit, but if you look at Georgia uh, since 2018 games that they have played, uh, 13 of the 16 have gone under the total. And we're looking at a lot of games in, where the total was mid low forties and they still went under. So despite you're not getting the best number anymore, I still think under is probably the best way to play this. I hadn't even thought about the total, but <clears throat> you kind of have a point there. It's a, uh, and even you know, even if Alabama doesn't prevail, it's a hell of a Georgia defense. I mean, they've been holding people yeah. to hardly anything. There's been, I mean, they have a couple shutouts on their resume too. And Dan, just uh, a little earlier off the air, producer Dan mentioned he said like if you like Bama, he's like it might just behoove you to take the money line. And I even went a step further. I said yeah. like yeah. if you like Bama, if you think Bama wins this game you can get seven to one, maybe even better on them to win it all. Like if you mm -hmm. think they win the game and you want to take some money line, maybe take a few bucks and put it on them to win the title as well. Yeah. I kind of get the feeling. Uh, uh, what, what Dan was talking, it's either Georgia can't get over the mental hurdle. Alabama shows up angry, uh, disrespected as an underdog wins outright, or Georgia shows what they've shown all year long, that they are the best team in the country. They play loose, they play, play free, they play energized, and they go out and blow Alabama out. So, yeah, I, I could see this either lay the points with Georgia or Alabama money line. Yeah, for sure. And I, I also, I guess the other implication question, 
if Alabama loses this game or how does Alabama lose this game and then get kind of pushed out of the top four of the playoff? I think that's almost the more interesting situation here. There's maybe a little bit of assumption that if Alabama loses, they can still get in with two losses. But I mean, if Georgia comes out here and, you know, really kind of beat that beats them by a couple scores and does what they've you know kind of done all year to teams, do you think Alabama gets squeezed out? Yeah, I do. I, I think, I think Alabama has to win in order to get in. I think with two losses, we've been in, in this situation before, especially dealing with the SEC championship game where in 2018 we knew Georgia and Alabama were both two of the best four teams in the country. We knew in 2019 Georgia and LSU were two of the best four teams in the country. And it's almost like that penalty for having to play that one versus two or one versus three matchup in, in, in that game uh, where, look, the committee has always erred on the side of more deserving over best. So, uh, look, it's happened to Georgia a couple of times where they were deserving to – where they were best and they didn't get in because they had two losses. And I think that would be the case here on on, on Sunday. If Alabama were to lose, they'll have those two losses. And I think the committee will wind up putting a, uh, a team that is not as good with one loss in ahead of them. Yeah, that's the most interesting dynamic. Yeah, and such is life. Sometimes that's just how it goes. Although, like, I, sitting here two weeks ago, I was very much convinced that Ohio State was going to be in the title game. So, I don't know. I sometimes I like how it I like how it changes on a dime yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and you, and you have to do it that way because that makes the games and, and what you do somewhat count. You just want to, don't want to go too far. But uh, if if we were just wanted the best four teams, just disregard everything that's going on. Don't even play the games on Saturday and put Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan in the, in the, in the four right now because those are the four best teams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody who could sneak in, actually maybe either of these. I don't know where was Baylor ranked, but Oklahoma State, obviously, big win. They needed that to set up this. I'm not sure if it was better to face Baylor or to face Oklahoma again. I think I probably lean this way to, to boost their chances, getting two wins over two ranked programs two consecutive weeks like this but they are they are a five-point favorite here hosting and i mean is this is this how they sneak in and this is not a team we really talked about like two three weeks ago getting into the playoff but all of a sudden they're right at the precipice no i I think they were like plus a thousand or so uh, a few weeks ago to wind up making the the playoff so if you're able to get that number that's a insane and I, i don't think it takes much i think it takes a win for them and an Alabama loss, and I, and I think they're in. Uh, I didn't really have a great feel on this game to, at, at the start. But at the same time, now you kind of look – I've had a week to kind of absorb everything. I don't think Bohan's going to play for Baylor, which is a big deal. Uh, we saw their offense last week with the with, with the first-time starter, and it was not as good uh, without Bohan in, in there. And the first meeting with Oklahoma State, Baylor – Forced three turnovers, didn't turn the ball over, and they still lost by double digits. So now you're telling me, backup quarterback, you're probably not going to get a 3-0 turnover margin like you did last time. Um, and, and, and I was kind of liking it too. A couple weeks ago, when TCU beat Baylor, and they had um, Duggan was out, and you had the first-time starter in there. Uh, and Morris came out and, and, and beat Baylor. The following week, they played T- they played Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State had a week of tape on the backup, and they were able to prepare for him. It's kind of a guy kind of in the same situation here. Now you got a week to prepare for the backup, and you know what he can do. Um, 
I could see myself talking my talking myself onto Oklahoma State uh, by the time kickoff gets here tomorrow. I think that's kind of where I landed. Probably also because yeah. I don't think I've watched a single Baylor game all year. <laughs> I just like I'm fully incepted into the Okie State uh, thing. Um, up up here, God, almost it was there was a path for my Gophers. Not really, I'm not a huge Gophers fan, but I mean they're the local team. There was a path with a couple weeks to go for them to go into the the conference title game, yeah. which was kind of weird because it's not like a, I was excited about this team. We get another year of Tanner Morgan though. Like he's, he's coming back for year seven or eight next year. And we'll see how the, see how the squad does next year. But uh, they did get to play spoiler knock, knock. I mean, that was a big win. You knock Wisconsin out, you get the ax. That was yep. fun for him. I'm sure that was a nice way to, to end the regular season. And now Iowa faces Michigan off a huge win. And yeah, this is another one we talked off a little off the air with Dan earlier. It's like, is the schools of thoughts is like, are you so mentally let down after finally getting over that hump of, you know, the, the team from down South, or is it just like, Hey, this team is a lot better than anybody thought it's been all year and they were always going to beat Ohio state. And now they're just going to truck a lesser team in Iowa. I'd take the, the, the latter school of thought there. I just don't know how Iowa scores if Michigan doesn't help them. I saw a team total out there at 16 and a half and, and I, and I jumped on that uh, like Michigan this year in, in 10 of 12 games committed zero or one turnover. Iowa has gotten like 30% of their points directly off of a turnover. If Michigan doesn't help them, I, I don't think they can go the length of the field and score a bunch of points. So uh, it's weird because there haven't been very many upsets in the playoff era. Uh, at least in, in terms of, if you go back, East, uh, American and the Power Five leagues in the playoff era, there have been 28 instances where you've had a favorite of greater than four points. Only one has lost the game outright, and that was Utah a couple of years ago uh, to, to Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. So maybe we'll get a couple of upsets this year because you've got teams like Michigan and Cincinnati and Oklahoma State who have never been here before never had to deal with this pressure that was so much at stake. Maybe they will kind of clam up a little bit and, and not play the way they have uh, for, for, for most of the year. But but I like Michigan here. I think they do bounce back. I, I do think with the, so much at stake here, uh, I think they come out and, and, and make life very, very difficult on Iowa. And then again, kind of bigger picture, you know, how do you feel about Michigan overall? They win this game, they go into the playoff. Do you think they can contend with a team like Georgia? Uh, I don't, I, I think they can probably give them a little bit of problems in terms of uh, Georgia being able to run the ball. But I don't think, I don't think that's a good matchup offensively at all for Michigan. Like I think the flip side, like there's such a, a line of scrimmage run game oriented offense. Like, like if, if Alabama, if, if they were somehow to, to, to match up with Georgia, uh, I, I would tend to think a, it would be a very low scoring game. It would be a Michigan team total under game. And I'd probably feel pretty good about laying the points with Georgia. But but hey, for 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 Michigan to be here after all the crap they took last year and all the ridiculous Jim Harbaugh statements and sentiments about how we can't coach for the Wolverines to to be here on the cusp of a college football playoff and beat Ohio State last week, it's been a a very successful season for them. Yeah, I was seeing around like eight to nine or to one or so for Michigan. I'm just thinking if Alabama drops out, they get the two seed and. You know, I don't know who's going to be there in three. I don't know how challenging it goes. Well, that, that's the thing. You probably play Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati probably, and it, it would be if, if, if Georgia were to win, you'd probably get Cincinnati, uh, out Michigan in a two-three game, and then you'd get Georgia, Oklahoma State in a uh, a one versus four, and I certainly would like Georgia in that matchup as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, some teams that probably don't have a good shot at the playoff. To say the least, I guess, but it's still, I like these a lot though. These are always fun because sometimes they're an afterthought. And it is weird because I'm, you know, I'm joking, but we actually have a group of five team that is very live for the playoffs for once this year. But yeah, the fun belt, a little bit lower down the totem pole, App State laying two against the Raging, two and a half against the Raging Cajuns, total 53 here. Did you, uh, did you make a bet on this one? Yeah, I, I like Louisiana in this game, and I, and I feel like a, most of the people I've talked to do, uh, whether it's been myself, Stanford, Steve, Greg McElroy, like we're, we're, we're kind of all there. And, and that's, that's, I don't mind being on the same game uh, as those guys. And I know the first meeting this year was a four-turnover uh, deal where App State kept turning the ball over. But at the same time, I, I like the situation for Louisiana uh, in, in that, uh, last year, you, you couldn't play the conference championship game because of COVID. Two years ago, you lost a close one to Appalachian State. You're, you're a senior-laden, upperclassman type type group. Your coach is on the way out the door. Um, Levi Lewis's decision-making is improved over the year. Like, I, I like Louisiana getting points here. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm on a bad side as a, as a short home dog. But, but, I'll, but I'll take the Cajuns here plus the points. And this is in Louisiana, right? The, this one, they this is a yeah. not a neutral site one. I think that, yeah, that's such a big thing too for App State with the team with such a good, outside of like altitude teams, that's a nasty home field, especially late in the year. It's, yeah. people, it's a long drive down to Boone from wherever you have to land. It's the college station of, uh, of uh, the Ozarks, the Ozarks, the Appalachia <laughs> there. Um, last one we wanted to touch on, Utah State, San Diego State. God, what time is this game? This feels like a late one. This feels early? like no, no, it's early. Oh, this it's one is early. early. Look yeah. at this. Nice. Oh, the, yeah, the late, God, the the late one's the hilarious Pac-12 game that is yes. really a, the the I'm calling it the the eighth place game or the seventh and eighth place game that they're gonna hold for sure some something. Yeah, the late game is Iowa. That's uh, funny, but yeah, a West Coast game in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, five and a half point spread, total 49 and a half here. Aztecs, oh God, what is it? Aggies? Tuscate Aggies, exactly. Yeah. Logan, Utah. Yeah, is it? And where, where is this one, too? Is this a. Uh, no, this is, this, is, this, is San, this is at San Diego State. No, okay. this is at San Diego State and their, uh, their stadium in Carson, there, wherever they're, 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 they're playing. And, and I just don't trust San Diego State to score a, a bunch of points. I think. Once this year in Mountain West play, uh, they've reached uh, scored more than 28 points, and that was uh, way back earlier in the season against New Mexico. And I know Logan Bonner's nicked up a little bit, but I'd have to assume that he's going to go. Like I, I trust Utah State and, and that offense to be able to score 24 points in this game, which is probably going to be good enough to get the cover. So, yeah, I like it better at six, uh, but but I'd still uh, consider taking Utah State uh, plus the five and a half. Yeah, that's just uh, that's crazy that we. I'm still, I'm still just stuck on this late game. Like you have a get back. It's, it's kind of like the Hawaii get back game. And, like the real, the real DGENs are going to be betting USC California. And be to... real careful. I've uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm up early here in Las Vegas, so uh, 
I, I, I apologize for the for the for the mid sentence yawn, but yeah, I, I've heard some things about SC this week at practice where uh, their their players are essentially uh, let's just say lick the stamp and mail it in. Uh, and practice has been very optional this week, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if they decide to uh, to show up tomorrow and uh, and, and play. They, uh, this one this one could be a live betting bonanza uh, if you catch my drift. It does have the feel of one of those like bowl game that nobody wanted to go to games like oh man we we lost our last three games and we're going to like the the cheese it bowl and nobody wants to be here or you get one of those cold weather ones where you got to go to detroit or new york and nobody likes that anyway so no i'm not, that'll that'll be an interesting one so um cal minus yeah. nine and a half plus 150. yeah maybe maybe we take some cal alts here we go. yeah and it looks like cal, the cal line is getting steamed yeah, so that, that, that word may be out. So, all right. Well, you, what are you, uh, what will you be taking in out there in Vegas? Well, I, I, I early this morning, I did a, uh, Gil Alexander's show with me. Okay. So I'm literally sitting in the, uh, the racing sports book right now with South Point. I just had my uh, game day production meeting. Um, and I did your show and then I'll go grab some, some, some breakfast after that. But no, we have the, uh, Hot top top? 12 title game tonight is what, what uh, Kirk and Chris and, and Holly Rowe were calling tonight. And then uh, after the game tonight, we're going to take that overnight flight east to Atlanta. And college game day will be uh, live from Atlanta tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So going to be a uh, uh, sleep on the plane, get a little nap at the hotel and do the show, take a little nap afterwards, and then go back into uh, the Mercedes-Benz uh, Georgia Dome or whatever they're, they're calling it now. I know it's Mercedes-Benz. And uh, I'm fired. I can't wait to be in that building tomorrow for that game. Uh, yeah, it's been a while awesome. since I've been able to just kind of watch a watch a game as a fan. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, at least the excitement of those games should help it along. But Christ, you're going to need some coffee too. That sounds yeah. like a, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, a bad a rest spot for you. Yeah, bad rest. Kind of a if bad you're an rest NBA spot. Back to back. Exactly. You know, yeah, I would definitely be looking at some alt horrible alt alt, alt, uh, alt lines laying looking for some plus money against me that year. No, so well, we'll let you get after it then. Appreciate your time. Appreciate the insights. Good luck in all your bets this weekend. Have fun in Vegas. Have fun traveling. Have fun in Georgia. And uh, yeah, well, have fun. Have fun with this weekend. And again, appreciate the time. Have a good one, Chris. Of course, you guys have a great weekend as well. Now, Andy, what do you think of the South Point hot dogs? I kind of like them. I've never been. I feel bad. Every trip I go, I'm like, God, I should get down to South Point. I never get like, It's that in the Mob Museum. Never make it. It's a, the like, Mob Museum is the one. I like going to the South Point because the Pinball Hall of Fame is about halfway on the way back. So you go to South Point, hit some stuff, get some hot dogs, a little pinball, and you're right back home. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably betting all these games just for fun. <laughs> I, I mean, you have to. I will, I will actually. I'll have kind of a light Saturday. We might be going picking out a Christmas tree at some point. So maybe it's not a super light Saturday. Well, technically, All you're right. supposed to spend Saturday with the family. Yeah, I know. So it's, it is a Saturday <laughs> family day. Maybe I can convince them to watch some football. That's a family activity. Uh, before we run, we'll run through some NBA and college bets to get you on your way this weekend. Starting with the big boys. Alex, you want to take her away with some association? Yeah, big slate today. Only two things stuck out to me. Some kind of strange situations. The Heat with a bunch of players out have led us to Pacers minus five. I, I don't I have no what to do with there. The Timberwolves might be kind of interesting in some way, shape, or form, but hard to figure out with Carl Anthony Towns out. Thought about the Sixers at plus money, but it looks like Tobias Harris is going to miss tonight. 
that Lakers Clippers game kind of weird with AD. It looks like he's going to be out, but LeBron James might be in. But a few things did stick out to me. We'll start with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, again, ever since they've had Mobley and Jared Allen together, Mobley finally back healthy, they're just really a devastating team on the defensive end. It's tremendously difficult for teams to score against them. Um, you know, got the win over a depleted Heat team in Miami, but still something to be proud of. A little concern, maybe it's the last game of a road trip for them, but they face a Washington Wizards team that has been a little bit up and down, and I think it's just a, a tough matchup here uh, for the Wizards. The Cavaliers are, again, all those bigs are going to be able to slow down Bradley Beal. They have the guards there. I don't think Kuzma or anybody is going to be able to do too much de- um, down low. But maybe about an under, but really like the Cavs here. Was able to grab plus four, seeing some three and a halves. Um, would draw the line probably at three here. I have this, you know, uh, Wizards minus one or so. So, you know, like the Cavaliers, and we'll continue to bet them until we kind of get the proper adjustment for how good Mobley and Jared Allen have been together defensively. And then the other play, uh, you know, again, kind of a hold your nose play. The Pelicans have just been tremendously bad this year, but getting seven and a half points against a Mavericks team that a little beat up. It's tough to figure out whether Porzingis is going to be in or not. Either way, I like kind of the confusion that creates on the court. I actually kind of rather have Porzingis in here tonight if we can. Mm-hmm. But again, New Orleans with Valanchunas, with Brandon Ingram finally back, are starting to play some really nice basketball. It's a team, you know, where everyone's kind of got comfortable in their roles here. And I think things, again, they're just a little late here in adjusting for Ingram being back and how solid they played the last couple of weeks. I have this game right around four. Um, so happy to take the Pelicans. Was able to grab a plus eight earlier. Plus seven's good. Six and a half's probably fine too. I'll draw the line there. So just two NBA picks tonight. Um, I'll send out some first quarter plays if I see anything I like or any adjustments. But be careful, folks. A lot of weird stuff going on, and it is Friday. It is a Friday, which you can still bet on a Friday. Don't bet NBA on a Sunday, ever. Ever, 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 ever. Just underdogs um, on Sundays. And yes, Griffin Hatton. Happy Mark Morrison Day. It is the return of the Mac. You got to extend your A a little because it's the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. There, college basketball is getting weirder every year as far as having some teams, conferences have done like split schedules where they have um, conference games to start and then they go to some non-conference and back to conference. I know COVID made everything weird, but yeah, we are already in conference play for a few of the leagues and the Mac is no different. I have two plays up there and these numbers, one of them at least is on the move a little. Fairfield is getting some steam. Made me feel pretty good that a couple of the people I trust, especially some people that let's say live near this kind of area are also in the Fairfield business. Cause I couldn't get this anywhere close to Fairfield being a dog. They're actually a two point dog earlier in the day. I'd, I'd play them as a several point favorite to tell you the truth, but I'm going to take the money line straight up. It's still available at plus money, several so places like here against, and this is one I've never nailed. Canisius, 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 Canisius. The shittier of the two upstate New York teams, a little bit of maybe a little bit of a travel spot, I guess you can say, because you do have to go up to Buffalo to play them. But at the same time, you know, Fairfield hasn't played since Sunday. So it's not like this is some nasty back-to-back spot where they got to drive all the way up to, you know, upstate New York. So I think they definitely get the win here. Quinnipiac, the other Connecticut team in the MAC, as Dan pointed out, I was betting only Nutmeg State teams takes on St. <laughs> Peter's here. This is another one where they do again, maybe a bit of a travel spot, I guess. If it if it weren't a home game, Quinnipiac is hosting St. Peter's up in Hamden, 
and they're they're a nice quick paced team with a decent shooting a decent enough shooting squad for a team like this who granted the schedule hasn't been super tough here they opened the season getting blasted by Maryland but I liked how they looked the last couple of games out and they are shooting well enough for me to make them less than the four point favorite they are right now a four point dog right now um sc state this is my stinky one for the night again somebody else a couple other people like this as well too another one where what am i going to say they're a horrible team this is a bad team it's a bottom 25 bottom 30 team in the country i just don't respect south florida that much and i think they can do enough to stay close this is a team that has stayed close with other teams of their ilk they took citadel to overtime before losing <laughs> like i should go see what the spread was they lost by 12 in overtime like I'm, I'm sure that maybe was close to, to being a, an overtime bad beat. But yeah, South Florida, I certainly don't have them beating South Florida, but South Florida's offense stinks out loud. They can't shoot the ball at all. I don't see how this doesn't end up being a close game just based on South Florida being a little inept. And then finally, New Orleans. Alex, any guess on the mascot here? It's not similar. It's similar to your alma mater. Magellan's? The privateers. The privateers. It, it has a feel of like the. That's very fun. The That's interesting. Like, like no, it feels I, like I there's a there's a wheel that. or something in their mascot as well. So. I like it. They're in the same area. Yeah, New Orleans uh, down in the ugly, ugly Southland, taking on Louisiana. I make this closer to like a five or a six, truthfully. And it's another case of I don't like New Orleans. I don't think they're a good team, but Louisiana is not good at shooting the ball. Their effective field goal percentage is horrid. They shoot the ball pretty poorly from two and three. They're not even a good free throw shooting team. It's just kind of a bad offense who has played pretty well on defense so far. That doesn't get it done against shitty teams like this when you give them double digit spreads. I think we, uh, I think we see a nice close game here, despite this one being in Louisiana. But again, we're New Orleans to God, where does Lafayette? I suppose. I don't know where Lafayette is. Either way, it's in-state. It's not like it's a it's bad travel spot. Yeah, they're both in the same state. It's not we'll, uh, we'll wrap it with that. Kind of a super show day. A lot of football, <laughs> a lot of basketball. I'm going to go talk some golf now. Um, last thing before Dan clicks buttons here. Totals. My secret totals that I talked about, they did well. And they're doing well. And the back testing's going well. I'm probably going to bet some this afternoon. Follow me on the BetSperts app at Andy. You Good. can set up notifications if you want. I'm probably going to put some totals in the queue today. So look for that in a few hours. I like it. And I'm have excited. a good weekend.